This is the Hartford Online Radio Network. 21st Century Audio. Delivered. Onthehorn.com. Live from the On the Horn studio in Glastonbury, Connecticut, this is Black Eyed and Blues, the Black Eyed Sally's Radio Hour, sponsored by Gateway Financial Group, the accounting firm of Budwitz and Meyerjack, Deepwater Seafood of Avon, Deepwater, Sherpa Technologies, and CentralCTDental.com, Doctors Camp Sambor and Lupini. Lupini! I am your host, Brian Lee. Brian Parker on the board. What's up? So, did you enjoy the Super Bowl game the other day? Hells yeah. As we are both Giants fans, uh-huh. that was a wonderful, wonderful day. I tell you what. Uh, fun game to watch. Good time. Love it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Or, who was it? Bradshaw that was trying to stop at the goal line? Yeah. yeah. Funny stuff. Yeah. You know what's great about that is I said, gee, I wonder if I said this out loud to the group of friends that were all there with me. You know what? I would bet that they would just let him go in so they the give thing. Brady. Said the same thing. You got to give. You got to give the. Got to give the best quarterback of all time. Because otherwise, because they they, they're out time. of timeouts. Absolutely. And they'll just sit in the ball. They have two more plays. The other option was if he took a, a knee. I believe the defense could have pushed him into the end zone anyway. No. Well, actually, here's the, here's the shtick. Yeah. If he's on his knee, yeah. the moment someone touches him, he's down. Regardless if he falls into the end oh, zone. Oh, then they would have burned their last time out then, because that would have been yeah. that was on second down. So. Yeah. So, uh, interesting stuff, but New York football giants at World the top champions again. again. Um, Fantastic. What was it, like a 7-7 seven and seven record for the season? Uh, they were 7-7 they were seven and seven at one point. They won the last two, so 9-7. Nine 9-7, nine, nine yeah. <laughs> world champs. God Probably. bless <laughs> God bless the wild card Love system. It. Love it. Uh, well, they stuff. actually won the division. So, by beating the Cowboys in that last game of the season, they won the division. So Yeah. Uh, okay, so everybody who's in the chat room, here's what we got going on tonight. At 7.20 this evening, we have the great Joe Lewis Walker giving us a call. He's going to give us about 10 to 15 minutes. At 7.40 this evening, we're going to have uh, Bill Shaka of Bill Shaka and Tony C., who just participated in the IBC down in Memphis. They're going to be giving us a That's call. That's Bill Shaka Zulu for you, those of you <laughs> keeping score at home. And uh, let's see. What else was I missing? There was something else we were going to do. Oh, uh, we have our... Guest card contestant. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, the contestant for the gift card. Her name is Anna Carabetta. Carabetta. If you want to know more about our Black Eyed and Blues gift card giveaway, it's all part of the Feed Your Friends experiment here. You can score a $20 gift card to Black Eyed Sally's by friending us on Facebook on thehorn.com. And that's it. You're in the running. What happens each week is we randomly draw a Facebook friend who has friended us, and we mention them, their name during the show, like we have just mentioned. Anna Carabetta. And we post that up on our uh, Facebook page. And if she responds to our post on our Facebook fan page, she wins 20 bucks. Simple as that. It's all part of the Feed Your Friends uh, promotion here uh, at the uh, On the Horn place, where we are. <laughs> Wherever. Wherever it is. So we got first up for you this week is the guy who's going to be in the studio here with us next week. This is Ryan Hart and the Blue Hearts from the album Yeah Man. This is Rock All Night. Mm-hmm. Let's get some beer and get some friends. We ain't gonna party till the day begins. We're gonna rock all night. We're gonna rock all night. We're gonna rock all night till the sun comes up.
Welcome back to Black Eyed and Blues. That was Ryan Hart and the Blue Hearts with Rock All Night. Ryan's going to be in the studio here with us next Tuesday. He's also going to be playing down at Black Eyed Sally's on Saturday evening of next week. Uh, I'm going to jump right into the very next song because we've got people giving us a call in a few minutes. So uh, this is going to be Papa Chubby, who's coming down to Black Eyed Sally's on the 17th, which is next Friday. This is from the album Stealing Devil's Guitar. This is called Slide Devil Man Slide. You know what I just realized is everyone was looking at us through that camera too. Here we go. It's the Black Eyed and Blues Music Hour on the Horn, the Hartford Online Radio Network. Just wrap it a little bit. If you saw us doing that crazy thing, you know, with me sticking my tongue out, um, <laughs> we're, we're having fun with, I, uh, with what was it called? Uh, photo, booth photo booth on uh, the Mac over there. And it sort of, it didn't really dawn on me. 
that you guys are watching us through the Logitech through the, camera. The, yeah, through the camera. While up we're here. all posing for the eyesight camera on Brian's laptop. How about <laughs> like, that? Oh, yeah. That probably didn't look very good. So I apologize. And then apparently I, I missed the off button on my microphone, but. Yeah, uh, whatever. Uh, I get more adroit at that now. I don't think we had any of the curse lace tirades I always tell you I'm going to let into, so we're good. We're good. Um, so, uh, interestingly, on Yahoo, Yahoo Travel, uh, best places to date, best cities to date. W- where do you think would be number one? Detroit, Michigan. Uh, no. I'm shocked. No. Really? Uh, no. Uh, San Diego. Austin, San Diego, number 10 on the list. Okay. Austin, Texas. Makes sense. Beautiful people. Austin, then Boston. No. Nah. Then Chi Town. Yeah, if you date somebody from Boston, you have to listen to that ridiculous Boston accent. That's out of the question. That is just unacceptable. Unacceptable. Uh, Miami. Yeah. Well, that's like saying Rio. <laughs> yeah. And then what else? Uh, New Orleans. It's yeah. Gonna, well, you know what? New Orleans. I don't know. Evan says Hartford. Eh? And Hartford coming in at number one. No. No. <laughs> um. Isn't oh Evan? Evan? Yeah, Evan. <laughs> By the mere fact that Evan is single, <laughs> I think we know the answer. How about New York City? Bronx. It's a good one. No? Bridgeport? So? Waterbury? Um, I'm going to say no on that. Ooh. Phoenix and Scottsdale, they get one listing. I guess that's sort of the oh, same thing. Okay, like Tampa, St. Pete? Even though they're only, what, 60 miles or 90 miles apart? Is that what it is? Scottsdale, Phoenix, I think it's like 90 miles apart. Yeah. Something like that. Whatever. It could be. And then San Diego. Which, by the way, is great. San Diego makes perfect sense. Which, with, with the exception of, they got that blasted freight train going right through the middle of the city at 2, uh, let's see, it was 2.24 a.m. Every day? No matter what? Like Every clockwork? morning. <laughs> That's true. At least that I was there. And uh, I'm, in, I'm at the Marriott Marina downtown. I'm on like the 29th floor. I'm like almost at the very top. It sounds like this train whistle is inside my room. The first night, I actually, someone had to come in with a defibrillator and wake me up. I was like, what? It was no fun. Who who was the first uh, caller that's calling in? Uh, Joe Lewis Walker. Joe Lewis Walker. I'm going to make sure that that is up. I'm going to put this up just a little bit uh, so we can hear the phone call in case I am talking about something else. Okay. Uh, Crash says, "Who do you think you are, Doctor? Uh, who do you think you are, John, John McCain?" McCain, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was watching. Um, one of my good buddies is this guy who does a YouTube show called Liberal Viewer, mm-hmm. and um, even though he's a liberal, I think he's very funny. But he pretty much pokes on at uh, Fox News, and they were doing one thing where John Stewart was saying a joke about McCain running um, for office, you know, in two thousand eight, and he released. Um, his medical records and then was forced was you know forcing Obama to mm-hmm. release his medical records. Fox runs this clip and it's and it's a piece of paper that he pulls out and he released his medical records and it's one page and then Fox starts laughing about it. <laughs> but they missed the joke. The joke was 38 seconds before that they were talking about McCain released his medical records. For just last year, two hundred eighty-seven pages, <laughs> one thousand two hundred pages. So we got one thousand two hundred pages awesome. and one page. And uh, but anyway, he was talking about that, so that's reminded me of oh, the John McCain comment in the chat room. Which, of course, you can always join us in the chat room. And, uh, and while, we recommend it. That's right. And we're vamping until our phone caller calls. Yeah, in. we're just waiting. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Joe calls us in a minute or so. I think I'll slide um, over to um, to computer number seven in the room. Right. And uh, check to see if the Facebook person won. Ah, okay. So uh, if if we haven't heard anything yet from her, we're still looking for Anna Carabetta. She is our potential $20 gift card winner. Evan, you're in the chat room. Did you send her the little message? A little love note from you? I thought he said he did. Maybe she's could single. Be mistooken. So, uh... No, nothing yeah. yet. Nothing? <sighs> people. Oh, but people bucks. like it. Deborah McMahon Cleveland. Deborah McMahon Cleveland likes it. So hey, Deborah, how about you call your friend? How about hopefully she's a friend? How about <laughs> hey, if uh, he, here's Thanks, the deal. Crash. I want to give this away tonight. <laughs> okay. So here's the deal, Evan. Are you paying attention? Okay, Evan. He said paying? yes, he did. Yes, he, yes, did, he Evan, is. Okay. So pay attention, Evan. So if 
Anna, if Anna does not call in or, you know, uh, respond to our Facebook post, I want you to uh, give it away to uh, the Deborah McMahon person who uh, who signed in there on our Facebook. But uh, we'll get more into that. And uh, it appears the hotline is ringing, so I will now turn it over to the great Brian Lee. Fantastic. Uh, Joe, is that you? Yeah, it's me. Hey, Joe, how are you? You are on On the Horn Radio. This is the Black Eyed and Blues Radio Hour. This is Joe Lewis. All right. Joe Lewis Walker is going to be playing down at Black Eyed Sally's this coming weekend. He just released his 23rd album, Hellfire, on Alligator Records just last week. Uh, Joe, I got the disc in. I've been listening to it all weekend. I love it. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about what it's like to work with Tom Hambridge? Well, it's, it's a pleasure because we're sort of uh, members of the same lodge. We're, we're um, for a better word, we're, we, we're, we can experiment together and, and uh, we work so good together. We work we wrote 13 songs in two days. Wow. And some of those songs, I mean, the majority of, the, majority of those songs didn't even make this record. And he's the kind of producer, I love a drumming, a drummer who sings because he knows where to leave leave out things for the punchline of a song, you know, because the whole thing is uh, about a song is the punchline, you know. Uh, you know, it's, it's like um, he knows where to push the punchline, where to, Leave leave holes, you know. Like yeah. it's great to hear da da na 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 na. But if they just played it over and over again, it wouldn't mean anything. Without <laughs> I can't get no, I can't get me no. You know, I mean yeah. Charlie Watts just playing straight through it. You know, because he knows where not to play. Right. And that's what Tom knows where where not to play. We actually just saw Tom play with George Thorogood a few months back here in Connecticut. So he's he's tremendous. He's a, I had no idea he was such a great songwriter either. Uh, was was working with him your idea? Was it Alligator's idea? Did uh, did Buddy give you any input? Because I know he produced a couple of albums for Buddy Guy. Well, he'd asked me, um, Tom. I, I, the way I met him, I played on uh, my rhythm guitar player Larry Coyle's son, Morale Coyle's record, yep. and Tom produced that. And uh, what happened? The way Tom works works with us was that. Um, you know, we 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 paid for our own record. Me and my wife and my manager, we wow. put up all the money. So we were shopping the record around. Alligator yeah. had nothing to do with that. Oh, okay. Um, but when when Alligator bought the record, Bruce heard it on a on a, I think a Thursday and and said he wanted to sign it, buy the record on a Monday. He liked it that much. He got it. That's great. And then and like I tell everybody, the real stars of this record is is Tom Hambridge and Bruce Eagle because Bruce. He got it right away. There was no, you know, change this, do that, do that. He's like, hey, I want this record, you know, and this is great. But we'd already made the record, and we talked to several record companies too. Uh, but Alligator seemed like a, a natural fit for me since I've done, I've known Bruce for 20-something odd years, and uh, he's grown, I've grown, uh, Tom's grown. I mean, I remember when Tom uh, was working uh, a while back, and working on the first Susan Tedeschi record uh, yep. on the Tone Cool label, and he wrote one of my favorite songs, uh, which is uh, Rock Me Right. And I didn't know who he was, so when Morale called me, and said, hey, man, there's this guy, Tom Ambridge, why don't you go to Nashville and play on my record? And Tom's producing. I said, cool. So Tom approached me a couple of times after that about recording an album with him, and um, I'm the type of guy, i gotta, I got to know somebody for yep. a while. That makes sense. It took me a while to, to really... You know, get a comfort zone with him. Just I'm to get sorry. a com- just to get a comfort zone together. Yeah, and, yeah. and also, you know, I'm sure, he, like he checked on me. I, you know, I, I talked to Buddy, who I, whom I've known all my life. And mm-hmm. I talked to BB, and uh, you know, and and I saw the way he worked with Morali, and he just seemed like an easy guy to work with. But I didn't know we were going to have that synergy where, you know, we could write 13 songs in two days, and he played drums. He knew. He knew when to stretch out. He knew when to, you know, keep it bluesy. When it, when it, you know, it's like he grew up in the Fillmore with me or something, <laughs> you know, because there was no. I, I hate it when a producer says you, you can't do this. A smart producer will let you do that and say, hey, like Steve Cropper did with me with two records. If I ever got to a point where I said, oh, I want to do this, I got to do this, he said, well, go ahead. Then he said, go home and listen to it. And every time I go home and listen to it. And I had a, 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 an idea that, that I might know what was right. And it was always wrong. Cropper was always right. Well, I should have known that. He's worked with everybody from Otis Redding to, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> you know, to Sam Foley. 
he's I call him the original Soul Man. You know, that playing Steve in original Soul Man. Yep. Any other guitar player would have played seven or eight notes. He played two. Two. <laughs> <laughs> and right away it made the song. Yep. You know? I mean you wait for that everybody in the world that's heard that song, wait for that part to come. <laughs> you know, and so I mean Thomas is is, is is sort of like that. He's real easy to work with. He, he doesn't tell you you can't do this, you can't do that. He say, can't. I like it too because I, I, I'm the type of guy I'll say, well, I think I can do it better. And sometimes I'll do it to the nth degree. And he knows when to say, hey, Joe, you don't have to do any better. The feeling's there. It's there, yeah. Because if you do it, Crabby used to have the thing um, after three after three takes, you're not doing any better. You're just doing it more. Just doing it more, you know? exactly. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. So I we, mean, if I, if I you actually rehearsed oh. it and felt it by then. Then, you know, you better come back and do it next. You know, the next day or next week or next month or whenever you get to get to get the uh, feeling. Uh, how long have you and Morale been working together? Well, I've known Morale for twenty years. Oh, really? But he's he's been uh, working in my band for about two and a half, three. Okay. I just watched one of the shows that you guys did from the Iridium that Friday night show with uh, Jimmy Vivino and Jim Weeder. On, uh, yeah. on on Iridium Live because I couldn't make it into the city that night. What a great show! It was a lot of fun too. I mean, playing with those two guys, yeah, Weeder and 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 Jimmy Veer or more. I've known Jimmy for about fifteen years. He's like my brother, and that was and pretty Weider obvious. Is just one of my favorite <laughs> people because he never holds back. You know, there's Luke Allison always had a saying: "Leave the ego at the door." You, you get the feeling there's no ego at all with Weeder's playing. And I've played with him several times. He's one of my favorite guitar players as well as one of my favorite people. That's fantastic. Um, let's see here. So is there anything? Oh, the, the other question I want to ask you was uh, the Jordanaires on Don't Cry. What a great, what a great job. Um, was that your idea also, or was that, was that Tom Hambridge? Or? No, Tom didn't know the Jordanaires. I've known the Jordanaires about 15 years. Okay. So. Because I'm real good friends with Scotty Moore, and I, yep. I played on Scotty's record, and Scotty played on my record, and then I, I helped induct Scotty into the Memphis Hall of Fame, oh, where the whole Elvis Presley band was, including Bill Back, the Glass Family, and Carter Jerry Lee Lewis's band. And so Scotty called me uh, in Paris because I, I loved living in Paris at the time, and asked me to be a part of it. That's nice. And the way I warm up singing is that I go in a room and I start singing gospel songs coming out of church just to warm my voice up. And Ray Walker from the Jordanaires heard me. Yeah. And he says, man, we got to do that song. And the, and the song I was working on was a soldier for Jesus. Oh, okay. And and uh, so fast forward five years, I, I, six, seven years, I, I kept in touch with Ray and he kept in touch with me. And we had uh, ran across each other, I think, one or two times. And... Um, so it uh, just so happened that I was in Nashville making the record, and I'm thinking, boy, I'll call Ray and see if he, because I know Ray loves that song, you know, him and, and Gordon and other guys, the, the real Jordanaires. And so I called and said, Ray, I'm, I'm here cutting, uh, you know, Soldier for Jesus and uh, a couple other things. And uh, he, he, Ray just said, Joe, where and when, you know. It's I very like it. cool I, stuff. I, hey, Joe, this is Brian Parker. Uh, let me ask you a question. I, I have uh, I was getting in, into a discussion with my wife over um, some of these uh, shows that you have on television now uh, that, uh, you know, whatever it is, making the band or being, you know, famous, uh, what is it, American Idol, Idol. and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I was trying to, you know, express my frustration with it because it seems to me that the some of the folks got some chops, but not much. And it would seem to me that they get these overly gushing accolades if they sing their song and they don't just completely embarrass themselves. What do you think of this, you know, new way of getting famous on some of these shows? Do you think that kind of detracts from folks like you who are out there, you know, singing your heart out and really, you know, doing it the old fashioned way? Do you feel like you're getting cheated with these kind of shows? Well, in a way, um, uh, I see what you're saying, uh, and and I, you know, my my uh, some of my nieces and nephews they like stuff, but I put it like this: if my heroes, your heroes, the people that changed popular music, Bob Dylan put out the first record was six minutes and thirty seconds called "Like Rolling Stone." I know because my roommate at the time, Mike Bloomfield, played on it. 
if he if he went on American Idol, and he said once upon a time, the first thing the fireman called would have said was, well, what does that mean? What does it mean? You know, you threw a bum to diamond. What, what does it mean? If if the Beatles went on there and said, yeah, yeah, the first thing Simon Cowell would say is, you, don't you got any more to What is yeah, yeah? <laughs> if Jimmy Wood Hendrick would have said, excuse me while I kiss the sky, he said, we would have said, well, what are you doing kissing the sky? What does that mean? You know? Exactly. Yeah, what does that mean? You know, so you have what I call some good singers, but can you sing, you know, it's that, like that poem, Inherit the Wind. Can you sing when the monitors go out? Can you sing when you when you're going through a, mar- a divorce? Right. Uh, can you can you stay true to music uh, when you, you get screwed by say you get screwed out of some royalties or whatever you know you know you, life you know you can can you can you keep your head around you when all around the news theirs? you know um, I, I you, you notice that some of the the winners of American Idol's record that came out and went totally nowhere. Yeah. Yep. You know, uh, I can name one particular, I won't name him, but he was supposed to be the new soul guy. Oh, I, I'll say <laughs> yeah. his name. Is that Ruben guy, right? Yeah. Ruben uh, stuttered. stuttered. Ruben, I don't stutter? Yeah, stuttered. No, no, it was the other guy. Who was the other guy? It was the white guy. Who, Clay Akins? You know the spreading song. Clay Akins? No, no, not the, not that those, guy. Those are the only ones I know. <laughs> Taylor, Tyler, something, I don't know. Oh, okay. Anyway, he had Cropper played on the record. But, you know, I have a good friend named Felix Dennis. He lives on Mystique. And uh, he's a good friend, but another good friend of mine. And, uh, you know, I mentioned that um, I, I liked a certain singer-songwriter. That he, he, This certain singer-songwriter, he, you know, he, he's like, there's a lot of guys now that are really famous. that they, they sound a little bit like this. They sound a little bit like that. They sound a little like this. I'll just tell you the truth. I named Tom Petty as one of my favorite songwriters. Okay. And Felix said something real interesting. He says, you know, Joe, I like him too, but I just don't believe him. He sounds a little bit like Dylan here. He sounds a little bit like the birds there. Yeah, I can hear he sounds that. A little bit like, you know, and, and I could see where Felix was coming from, though I still like Petty. I think Petty is the son of a gun, you know, by being able to do that. And for me, I put Lenny Kravitz in that same category. Sounds a little, you know, you hear a little Beatles, you hear a, little, a lot of Jimmy, yep. you know, you know. I, but sometimes you wonder, well, where in the hell is, is you know, this particular guy? And, and I think Lenny Kravitz, I think there's no shortcut to experience. I think at some point Lenny Kravitz will find his own personal style, and he's doing it now, you know, in a way. And, and Petty, you know, Petty's Petty. You know, he does what he wants to do, mm-hmm. you know. And um, uh, well, I, he's I got think enough cachet now. about Petty. Um, I think Petty, you know, is so talented that he can do all those things. He can be in the travel with him, Will Berry's. Then, then cut, you know, a solo record with I Won't uh, I won't Back Down, one of the greatest songs. I used to play that song every day because I know exactly what he's talking about yeah. and exactly yep. the experience that he's talking about yeah. when his house burned down and he wanted to lower the price of records and all that. Yep. And it's a house mysteriously burned down. And he said, I won't back down. You can back me up to the gates of hell. Well, you know, I don't think you can get no better lyric than that. No, <laughs> that's, 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 that's pretty good. But what a great, yeah. what a great and, example. And it's of... a personal story. Well, yep. It's a great example of that's what it is to be in whatever it is, a professional performer. When it's, yeah. you know, when you don't really feel like it, you still got to know that there's an audience out there that wants to hear this. And you're, you know, you're the conduit for, for that message. And, and you got to get yourself up for it. You got to get yourself yeah. ready. And the, the bottom line is people got to believe you. Yeah, that's true. You know, it, you know, it, it just you can you can sing in the phone book if you want. You can be the greatest thing in the world <laughs> if nobody believes you. Yeah, that's you very know, true. I mean, when 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 John Lennon sings a song, believe me, it's two three of my favorite singers, Bob Dylan, and he's not a singer. <laughs> really no. so much. No, nope. but I believe it <laughs> when he says what he says, even when it's a put down song, even when it's a song in the third person, because he's done, he's been through so much. When Bobby, when, when when David Ruffin sings a song, whether it's My Girl or whether it's I Wish It Would Rain, he gets to the bridge of the song and he just nails it. And you just, he's the best bridge singer and outro singer. You know, at the end of a song, the stuff he says, you know, even on, even on little ditties like Beauty's On the Skin did, you know. If you're looking for a lover, don't judge the book by its covers. Maybe bad on the outside, but so good on. You know, when John Lennon sings a bridge, 
you know, whether it's it's uh, um, whenever I whenever I'll be there, you, I mean, it grabs you by the throat, you know, whether it's that or whatever it is. You you get that feeling. That I don't think I've ever heard a song that John Lennon sings that I didn't believe, you know? Absolutely. And so those are the kind of guys that get to me. And, and American Idol is, is sort of geared for the opposite. Yep. It's geared to see how good of a technical singer you are. Right. But techniques have, have jack shit. There's, <laughs> there's no feeling to any of that stuff. To do with being an artist. You can find a great guy that can draw a great line, great, but he has no ideas. Whereas Salvador Dali came to America and looked in a Coke bottle and came up with three-dimensional stuff. Yeah. You know, And they thought he was crazy when he did it. That's a great you know? point. Joe, we got to let you go. We have to let if you, you go. can do me one favor, uh, we need to, we need some vanity bites for us because you know we have bad egos here. So can we get can we get a recording of you saying, "Hi, this is Joe Lewis Walker, and I am on the horn." Hi, this is Joe Lewis Walker, the boss talker, and I am on the horn. Nice. Thank you very much, You're Joe. The best, brother. We'll see you down Thanks at Sally's on Friday night. I would love to continue this conversation with you. Well, I'll see you then. All right. Thank All you. Right, there he is, Joe Lewis, Joe Lewis Walker. Walker. Cool guy right there. The chat room loves him. Chat room loves him. We're gonna, we, do we have a little Joe Lewis Walker to play right oh, now? Oh, you want to play some right now? Absolutely. All right. We'll play you the song that we were just talking about, a song called Don't Cry. Here we go. This is off of Hellfire, his new one. There he is, Joe Lewis Walker on the horn, Hartford Online Radio Network. And, uh, you know, it's a uh, it's a two for Tuesday for our interviews here. We also have uh, Bill Shaka coming on the uh, Skype line right now, the hotline. Bill, are you there? 
Yes, I am, Brian. How you doing? I Good. am doing just great. I'm going to turn it over to Brian Lee. What's going on, Bill? How are you? Hey, Brian. What's happening? Oh, not much. I forgot to tell you, there's two guys named Brian in the studio here. So, oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> well, if you yell out Brian, you're going to get you're going to get somebody to answer either way. So, <laughs> what? Okay. Good. So uh, you want to tell us a little bit about being down in Memphis? If For those of you who don't know, Bill and Tony C. were our representatives at the IBC down in Memphis this past weekend. They made it to the semis. Give us a little bit. Tell us a little bit about the, the time. Well, you, you know, it was qu- quite a – well, some great players down there, I'll tell you that, number one. And, uh, you know, went down there with the intention of having a good time, first and foremost, and uh, networking as well, and, uh, of course, trying to win the whole darn thing. And uh, got part, part of the way there, and uh, it was – Certainly a fun experience. I'll tell you, the people that I met down there and the hospitality was, was fantastic. Everybody and, uh, raves about that place. I talk to the guys from the Connecticut Blues Society all the time. They absolutely rave about it. They say if there's one thing that you're going to do, you have to do it. Had you been there before or no? I've been to Memphis, but I had never done the challenge before. Oh, okay. You know, and, and now that I've done the challenge, um, I'll be in, ineligible for trying for it again for a year. A year, That's right. Connecticut Blues Society rules. So, but I plan on going down with my wife. I bought the family down this time. Plan on go down there with my wife, and we're we're going to have a good time. Because see, during the challenge, you're expected to be at the club a half hour before before your before the the the, the show starts. So uh, most of them started around 5:30. Even if your time slot wasn't until say 11:30, which on one night it was, I was the final act of the evening. Oh, I had to be there at five. You know, so. Oh, that's miserable. And it, it kind of cuts into your day a bit. So, in other words, I wasn't able to go out and do the, the, the touristy type things. You know, I was prepared, mentally preparing and so forth during the daytime and, and uh, you know, then heading down to the club, you know, in late afternoon. Hey, how many bands compete in each venue each, uh, each evening? Uh, yeah, we had, we had, what did we have, 11, uh, 11 in ours? And four went on to the semis. You know, we were one of them. And, uh, and you know, uh, word on the street, you know, all the people that I've talked to and the friends that I made down there, they, they, they thought we should have been right in there in that final mix. So, I heard nothing but good things about you guys' performance, and I'd seen it. Um, you know, I was at the Pine yeah. Loft. I watched you guys. And sure. did, you, did you pull the jug out or no? I, I did. You know, yeah. it's a schlocky thing, man, but, <laughs> but pe- people really like that, you know, and uh, – you know, but I'm already working on the spoons for next time. Oh, know? very <laughs> nice, very nice. But, uh, but uh, you know, but it was it was fun. You know, the guys the guys who went on to to win it win it came out of our room. Or the, well, actually, the guy who went on to win it, Ray Bonneville, came out of the room that I was primarily playing in. Okay. And he was a he's a Grammy Award winner, and um, for the semis, the other one that made it out of the room was a gentleman who played uh, drums with Little Richard for 15 years. Oh, wow. So that's just telling you some of the, so some there's of the a lot players of talent. that were down there. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of talent down there. That's pretty cool. Oh, heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. You know, you know, not to mention all the people that just come into town to participate in the whole festivities that don't even that aren't even part of the challenge, you know. It's kind of a, a semi, semi-star-filled affair. And then you have your record label owners. Uh, Michael Frank from here was here with records, who, whom I know. I used to tour with Honey Boy Edwards years back, and he was Honey Boy's manager for 39 years. Oh, okay. Um, he was around. He was he judged at a club, not at the club I was playing in. He judged in another club. Uh, Bruce Seagar from Alligator. He yep. was in, around in town. Um, there was just, just a bunch of people. And um, then there was the, you know, the all-star jam sessions, and one was hosted by a fellow named uh, Sonny Rock, Yep. Um, and who I'll be doing his radio show. He's right a after DJ here. in New York, okay. right? Yeah, in yep. around the Catskills. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'll be doing the, he, I'm, I'm going on his show at about eight o'clock. Oh, so. cool. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was, you know, Brian. It was really, I'll tell you, I, you know, <laughs> thinking back in hindsight, I, I probably wasn't going to even go for this uh, this duo thing because I had the band thing going. Right. And. Um, and then uh, Sue called me and said, you know, you know, and so I, I, I went ahead and did it. And I'm, I'm really glad that I did because it got me off to Memphis. And like I said, it was such a great time. That's fantastic. I'm going to let you go. I know you have the call to do for, uh, for the other station in New York. Uh, can yeah. we get you to do one quick thing for us? 
Yeah, yes, you could. Sure. All we need you to do is say, "This is Bill Shaka, and I am on on or and I am on the horn." This is Bill Shaka, and I am on the horn. Bill, thank you very much. We're gonna play uh, "Side Squeeze" off of your new disc, uh, "Got Ways Like the Devil." Right now. Thanks a lot, buddy. I'll see you Friday. We'll see you next. We'll see you Friday. All right. Friday. Yeah. Bye. Side squeeze, really mean your side squeeze. Let me be your side and tell you, regular come. Wanna be your side, baby, to your regular come. I cut you wood so good, I win a while you regular gone. Can I be your cane cut? Really mean your cane cut. Can I be your cane cutting sweet old side? Wanna be your cane cutting, cane cutting sweet old side? Well, when you regular come, I turn walking way goodbye. CentralCTDental.com, Doctors Camp Sambor and Lupini. Serious issues or routine checkups go nowhere else. If you can't wait, call. If it has to be done right, give them a call. Very easy to get to. On the Plainville Farmington line, you can give them a call at 860-747-2, uh, I'm sorry, 747-5761, or very conveniently make an appointment online at CentralCTDental.com. Black Out and Blues Music Hour. Be right back. Budwitz & Meyer Jack PC is a large Connecticut-based CPA firm with offices in Cheshire and Farmington, Connecticut. Large enough to handle engagements of enterprises with annual revenues in excess of $100 million, yet small enough to cater to smaller businesses and individual clients who expect personalized attention from partners and staff. Client service is the cornerstone of our practice. Our clients have a fixed fee for their audit and tax work. What this means to the client is we're approachable. Personal communication and client services make for strong relationships. Budwitz & Meyer Jack, certified public accountants. Sanditch Travel for business and leisure. We'll take you there. Sanditch Travel has been proudly serving Connecticut since 1960. That's over 50 years. And we're ready for another 50 years of superior service. Whether you prefer to come in, call in, or log on, we invite you to explore how efficient, diverse, and fun it is to book through Sanditch Travel. Save your money and your time with us. Sanditch Travel. We'll take you there. At home, work, or your favorite coffee shop. 
If there's a Wi-Fi connection, get on the horn. Hartford's heart and soul. Deepwater Seafood of Avon. Deepwater. Farmington Valley's freshest seafood. They will work with you and your schedule. Call ahead, 860-676-9657 or fax 677-2281. Deepwater. Deepwater. Will set aside your order for your your pickup after work. Tuesdays through Friday, 10 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Sea scallops, fresh oysters, fish and chips, soup, bisques, chowders. Having a party? Paella for 12 and a salad is all you need. Made with spicy chicken, andouille sausage, andouille. scallops, shrimp, and halibut. Deepwater seafood of Avon. Deepwater. Just for the halibut. What's up oh, next? Oh, I got you with that one. Uh, we're going to wrap it up this week with some more Joe Lewis Walker. Once again, he's playing down at Sally's this coming Friday night. This is from his album, Hellfire. The song is called Too Drunk to Drive Drunk. Of course, the bartender picked that one.
organic and homegrown on the horn. Here's this week's rundown. Tonight, Michael Palin's other orchestra. Tomorrow night, Community Jam Blues Open Mic. This week's host, Brant Taylor. Friday night, Joe Lewis Walker with Morali Coriel and his band. And uh, opening for them will be Bill Shaka and Tony C, who you guys just heard a little while ago. Shaka. And then this Saturday evening is the Colbys. Next Monday, uh, Monday Night Jazz. Hope to see you all down in Blackout Sally's this coming weekend. But if not, if not, please continue to support live music wherever you are. See you next week. Bye-bye.
at home, work, or your favorite coffee shop, if there's a Wi-Fi connection, get on the horn. Hartford's heart and soul. And there ain't no way around it. 